This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on February 27, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 3. Since then, we have such a hope of glory that lasts forever, we act with great boldness, not like Moses who put a veil over his face to keep the people of Israel from gazing at the end of the glory that was being set aside. But their minds were hardened. Indeed, to this very day, when they hear the reading of the Old Covenant, that same veil is still there, since only in Christ is it set aside. Indeed, to this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their minds, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and when the Spirit of the Lord is, there is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And all of us with unveiled faces seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. Therefore, since it is by God's mercy that we are engaged in this ministry, we do not lose heart. We have renounced the shameful things that one hides. We refuse to practice cunning or to falsify God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we commend ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. This is the word of the Lord. We are on a journey to meet with God today, but we don't have to climb a mountain. He comes to us. Although, in fact, the first part of the service, we do prepare to meet with God. It's called a high point of the service, but we don't have to do too much work climbing stairs to reach him. He comes to us. And the second highlight, high point of the service, of course, is when we meet him in the sacrament. I just want to read the text. Uh, the theme is anointed to shine. And reading from 2 Corinthians, just the 1 verse 3, 18. And all, and all of us with unveiled faces, isn't it great not to have those masks on? Unveiled faces, sealing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. And it is great to see your faces, many of you, your happy, shining faces. Uh, you just have to be a little more careful that you don't yawn. As my wife has already told me, you, if you've had a late night and were sleepy like the disciples... Today is Transfiguration Sunday, the end of the season of Epiphany, and perhaps the pinnacle of it, where Jesus is revealed as the Son of God on the Mount of Transfiguration before his disciples by shining with divine glory, his own divine glory, not a reflected glory. And also by the Father's declaration of him being the Son, his beloved, who has authority to speak, so listen to him. I'm told by Audible on television ads that when you listen, things begin to happen. 
This incredible experience was eventually reported by the three disciples present who were sworn to secrecy until Jesus had completed his work through the cross and grave. So we do, it is recorded, but for a while they didn't speak about it. In the Gospel of Luke, this revelation of Jesus' divine identity follows an earlier discussion in the same chapter about who people were saying Jesus was. Luke 9, verses 18 to 20. Who do the crowds say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist, but others, Elijah, and still others, the one of the ancient prophets, that one of the ancient prophets has arisen. And he said to them, but who do you say, who do you say? that I am. And Peter answered, the Messiah of God. And Jesus then sternly ordered and commanded them not to tell anyone, saying, the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. So Peter, James and John, these disciples were invited to follow Jesus up onto the mountain. And as he was praying, his face began to shine, much in a similar way as the face of Moses shone after having conversed with God. Indeed, Jesus was conversing with his father in prayer. But uh, Moses was up at Mount Sinai receiving instructions of laws from God. He was listening very carefully, and then when he told the people, he was asking them also to listen. So this shining Light is similar to, but very different, significantly, significantly so. For Jesus shone with his own incredibly blinding, unveiled light, not a light reflected on him, as Moses had experienced. And then suddenly, two other men were conversing with Jesus, Moses and Elijah. Well, that blows the theory that Jesus was Elijah returned to earth, doesn't it? Two in the same place at the same time. It also answers the question or the suggestion that Jesus only became the Son of God after he had submitted himself to the suffering of the cross and through the resurrection. No, he put aside his glory, a glory which he revealed on that mountain. He had always had that glory. He is indeed the Son of God. And Peter was quick to speak, as usual, asking perhaps to build three shelters or shrines there. Perhaps he wanted to prolong this experience of being with these three beings, wonderful heavenly beings. And perhaps he was thinking that others might also climb the mountain to experience such glory. But the writer of the gospel added, well, he did not know what he was saying. Now, I know that Peter knew exactly what he was asking, but he showed, showed that he failed to understand the purpose of Jesus' ministry. He didn't know God's plan of salvation, although Jesus had said it a few times, of his Saviour's suffering, death and resurrection for all people. That's God's glorious to shine within the new community of faith, the church, of those who believe in the Son. That God dwells with his people this way as they gather around the word in listening to Jesus. A new way of encountering God's glory, which as believers we benefit from today. A voice from heaven that could not be ignored. But Peter's focus on the right thing, and, but it did focus Peter on the right thing, on Jesus. You see, when he suggested that he build three shelters, he was really putting Jesus on the same level as Moses and Elijah. 
But God, God's voice said, no, this is my son, my chosen, my beloved. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. That also teaches us something too, doesn't it? In those times when we can't see anything, the cloud comes down in life, in our faith journey, we find it hard to see our path. We wonder where God is in our, in our hardships. We just take that advice. Listen to Jesus. Listen to him. We can still listen to him. If we can't see him, we listen to him. And then often he appears very real again to us and we can see him by faith. Well, they kept silent in those days and told no one any of the things they'd seen. The word chosen from God, when he says, this is my son, my chosen one, might lead us to think that Jesus was a man chosen for prophetic service and leadership, just as Moses and Elijah and other men had been and women had been called to and chosen by God to lead his people. But here, clearly, God shows us that Jesus is not just a human being chosen, but he is God himself chosen to become a human being for our sake, to be our Lord and Saviour, present in grace. Well, the old scriptures converse with Jesus. That's Moses and Elijah, the law, the law and the prophets are conversing with Jesus. And yes, we are still to listen to the Old Testament. We just don't take the New Testament out of the Bible and only hear Jesus' words there. For we listen to the Old Testament, the law and the prophets, in fact, in the fact that they point to Jesus. So they are still important. But in reading the scriptures, we always listen for Jesus. Even in the midst of the law, our need for a saviour is shown. Listening to Jesus is what we're commanded to do. Listen to him, meet him in the word and in the fellowship of his spirit-filled people, gathered around word and sacrament in your homes and this in and in this place here. Listen as he says, peace be with you. Listen as he pronounces forgiveness of sins. Listen as he calls you to pray to God as Father and to ask for what you need. Listen as he directs you to serve your neighbour out of his love and mercy for all people, even loving your enemies. Listen as he says, he is the way and the truth and the life and that he is the good shepherd, and that you can cast all your anxiety on him. He invites you to take up his yoke, to walk in step with him and to be at peace, even in these troubling times. Listen, as he says, this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. And as you listen and believe, you indeed will see him alone. Though the three disciples eventually reported this transfiguration event, it only made sense informed by the events that followed. Jesus' journey to Jerusalem, where he worked for our salvation through suffering, rejection, the cross and the grave. Christ's declaration of peace when ascending into heaven and his declaration of peace at his resurrection and then at his ascending into heaven he told his disciples, all authority 
All authority, that same voice from God, has, authority has been given to the Son. Listen to him. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Therefore go to all nations, baptizing and teaching them to obey all I have taught you. And lo, I am with you to the very end of the, of the age. And of course, at that stage, they were also told to wait in the city until they received power from on high. Well, they were listening, and they did that. And by the power of the Holy Spirit poured out on the church, they understood Jesus had shone with his own glory, not a reflected glory. And this formed an important part of their eyewitness testimony that Jesus is indeed God, God with us and for us. And also that the church is to continue to listen to Jesus as the one who's been given all authority by the Father. And we still do that in obedience today. We may have many Bible heroes. I don't know who you look up to in the scriptures, other human beings. Abraham, Moses, Esther, Samuel, or King David, Ruth or Elijah, Mary, Anna, and Peter, Lydia, Paul, and Phoebe, and others that may indeed inspire and help us to live our faith bravely and generously. But it is Jesus whom we are called to listen to. Jesus has the words of life by which we are made whole and saved. He is not just another Bible hero. He is the living word by which we encounter God. And Jesus is present within us by our baptism, by his commitment to us. Through the Holy Spirit poured into our lives, working to unveil our minds as we listen with hearts and ears. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we indeed believe and know him as our saviour. And by faith we see and know Jesus as the son of God in the most unveiled way that the world cannot see him as. And by, this, by his words of blessing, we are transformed to shine in the world with his glory. Christ within us makes us shine. So I don't need the liver detox. 2 Corinthians affirms our anointing to shine, all of us, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror. We are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit, the Spirit of God that is within you. So we pray, Lord Jesus, keep us listening to you and shining in the world as you prepare us for eternal glory with you. Amen. Mm -hmm.